tell of all his wondrous works. Tell of all his wonders. No one can fathom. Tell of all his wonders. Remember the wonders he has done. No one can fathom. Wonderful, wonderful to tell. Wonderful to tell. Welcome to Wonderful to Tell. I'm Tracy Conrad. You are in for a great treat today. I am so delighted to introduce you to my friend, Sarah Joseph. Just in time for Valentine's Day, Sarah tells us a beautiful love story. I can't wait to share it with you. So here she is, Sarah Joseph. Thank you, Tracy, for having me. And um, after listening and listening to all the podcasts before, I am really, um, I, I just didn't know how to distill uh, what my journey has been in a manner that would be appropriate. And then I realized there really is no appropriate. This is about Jesus. And the thing I love best about Jesus is how different he is to different people. And yet at the same time, we recognize him in each other because there are certain qualities about him that come through um, very, very clearly. And so um, that said, I, I want to bring to you an aspect of Jesus that I have been on this long journey with um, that you may not otherwise have had an opportunity to encounter. And that is in the pursuit of art. Um, I did not, uh, I was not a Christian. Um, I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. I grew up in a nominal Christian home where we attended church, but I did not really know the gospel. And once I got to know the gospel, that was only after I came to the United States, which has been about um, 35-some years ago. But anyway, um, I got serious about the things of the Lord only in the last um, 30 years, 20 to 30 years. So it's been a while. But when I did, Jacob and I, my husband and I, both made this decision that if we saw it in the book, we were going to obey it, no matter how strange it sounded or how contrary it was. And so that began our journey. We just decided to be very passionate about following what the Lord said um, in his book, the Bible. So in that uh, pursuit, um, I was an artist, but you know, I was more a mom than I was an artist. Um, I would get people would ask me because whenever I stopped painting, somebody would say, oh, could you please paint something for me? And I would keep at it. But then I felt this call to use what he had given me um, somehow for his glory. Um, So that's when the journey began. But um, I really, looking back on the the years, I have to say that he chooses in uh, Corinthians, it says that he chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, because what I encountered was that art is a non-verbal language. We don't use words, but we use visual things, visual images to convey something. And when you tell someone about art, they think, oh, yes, a painting or a sculpture, something that's beautiful. Um, I, I can either understand it or I cannot. But actually, art is, for that piece of art to have made it to a finished piece, there's a process. And the artist is actually expressing that artist's worldview in the finished work. And so when you look at it, you are reading things that, um, whether consciously or unconsciously, the things that that artist wanted to convey. A lot of times things that you never possibly even thought of, or the artist probably never even thought of, but you read that. In. And we do it all the time when we look at the greatest artist of all time, which is Jesus, the Lord. 
and in creation, we're reading all the time, and you see a funny bird, you know, you everybody laughs, you know, you see the antics of a puppy, you have the same response. Universally across the world, we respond visually to things in precisely the same way. You'd, you'd be surprised across every nation, kindred and tongue, this language that is visual is spoken all the time. So that said, when I started discovering that maybe art could be a language that God could use in my life to speak um, I decided to pursue it, not to paint Jesus pictures or to try to illustrate the Bible per se. Actually, I started off with trying to illustrate, and then I found that to be really boring and pretty trite because it becomes very um, literal, and I figured God had something different for me uh, in that. So um, I started my life scripture that I love is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which says, Trust in the Lord your God with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him and he smooths those paths for you. So that understanding part, I decided to pitch and I decided to pursue art um, without understanding, um, to do it in a manner that was possibly not done before. I made the Lord my art director, my educator, my teacher, my marketer. I decided I was not gonna do anything unless he told me to do it. I was not going to worry about sales. I was not going to worry about provision or supply. If I had no supply, I was going to go without. Um, and so I did that. And it, was, uh, it has been an adventure. There have been times when I've been without. <laughs> and um, not completely. He's always been faithful. And that, I have to say, is wonderful. But I have been down to just blue. <laughs> it's the color <laughs> that's left. And everything I created was just blue for a season. But always he was there and dependable and he supplied and he still continues to supply. And I can tell you that he is, this is more remarkable a gospel than any of us can understand. And his desire to partner with us is far greater than we have a clue about. I mean, I really think we just don't get it. And when I get a little bit of it, I'm so excited, but there's so much more. So uh, in the process of creating like this, what I do is <clears throat> when I go into the studio, I try to come in there reverently and um, wanting to converse with him. And I can honestly say that lots of times when I've gone there, I've been irritated about something, annoyed with my kids about something, or you know, my husband, something. And, and I bring those complaints and I, I work through the process in conversation, in the work, and I create something. And you know, the funny thing is, I put that work aside, and sometimes that work does not move. And I show at several galleries that I have over the years, um, that sometimes that piece might stay on a wall or in my closet for years. And then, on one day, out of the blue, I've got, this has happened to me more times than I care to state, there'll be somebody standing there weeping before the piece. Mm -hmm. And they will see something I never even said. Um, it was meant for them, and they take it home. Um, and to give you a glimpse of what this is, I mean, the most remarkable episode that happened to me was where um, I took work for a, um, an art fair, and even this process of selecting, you know, because when you're an artist, you've just got way more that you've created than you can even get rid of fast enough. <laughs> so I just was randomly picking up pieces which I took for this fair 
And, you know, I pray through all of it. I talk to the Lord all the time. He's probably just tired of hearing from me because he hears a lot from me. But I pray through the process. I picked certain pieces. I took it for the show. And then it was on the wall. And it was day three of the show. It wasn't even right in the beginning. And this one lady shows up. She's there. She's weeping. She goes off, comes back, and she brings somebody else with her, two other people. Turns out there were two people that she had actually told about a vision that she had years ago. Um, during the time that um, she had lost her husband and she was through going through a grieving process, and um, the Lord woke her up one day and gave her something, uh, uh, an image, I guess, you could call it that. And here, was, here I was, I don't even, I think the timelines were all messed up. I don't even think it had even happened at the time that I created it. I'm really not sure. I kind of am muddled about that. I do know this. When she came there, it was a good deal after she had lost her husband. But it was something that was in her memory. Mm. But she had told these two other people. So it was like I, there was a visible record of what the Lord had told her. Because she brought them and said, look. This is what I saw. Don't you remember I told you about that? Well, how could I know? I didn't know. There's no way I could have known that. You know? and, and a lot of the art is like that. I don't know um, why something might speak to someone. I don't know when it would speak to someone. And some of the work, of course, probably will just end up in the trash dump. I'm not sure. I pray it won't. But um, when I finish it, it's ministered already to me because I've worked with him in the process. And um, and at the end of the day, it has been a beautiful time of communion with the Lord first, and the rest has been entirely up to Him. So if that's an odd kind of way of working at ministry, I really don't know. It probably is, but this is where I am right now, and tomorrow He might change everything on me. <laughs> and that's the beauty of this walk with the Lord, is that it's so much fun. And I've had many such instances where... Um, People have just um, said, like, there's another time when I went to a place and that lady literally said, you saw where I was standing. I said, no, I did not. I have no idea where you were standing. I created something from my mind that I did not know. And like I said, the timelines of these are what's so unusual. So I've stopped worrying about sales, which is really hard to do for an artist. I've stopped worrying about where I'm going to show or when I'm going to show. Um, or if I will even ever show. Um, I just have the work out wherever I can, whenever I can. If he asks me to go somewhere, I go. And it's been so much fun. And I can tell you, he's faithful. He's so good. His intentions towards you are wonderful. And no matter what your profession and what you're calling, just step out in faith one step at a time, and he'll be there for you. He will never fail you. And he's not cheap. Okay, he's not stingy. Every resource you ever will need, you will be provided for, guaranteed. But it does take one thing. It takes patience and it takes the ability to stick with it. And so that is the last thing I want to leave with you today is the scripture in John that says, if you are my disciple, you are my disciples if you continue in the word and then you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. What happens is lots of people start out, and this was Jesus was speaking to believers, mind you. A lot of people start out enthusiastic, and then they follow for a season, and they don't continue. 
And if you don't continue, you will miss the truth. What truth is that? That he's a supplier, that he's a provider, that he's good and kind and gracious and wonderful. You can never know that if you just begin and quit. So if you continue, so that's my, that's my passion, to continue no matter what the season, when and how and to, and to do it with everything that I've got. So thank you for this opportunity to share. I appreciate it, and I hope you got something from it. This story has been such an encouragement to me. I could listen to Sarah's lovely message over and over again. I hope you were inspired by her words and that this wonderful story brightened your day. Visit our website at wonderfultotell.com to see some of Sarah's beautiful artwork and find links to her website. And be sure to subscribe to our show so you won't miss out on any of our episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram at wonderfultotell. This episode was produced by Michael, Brad, and Tracy Conrad with invaluable support of our crew members, Lindy, Kevin, Katie, Karen, Nancy, Mark, Debbie, Haley, Jeffrey, and John Alfred. Michael Conrad composed our intro, Lindy Conrad came up with our name, and Matt, Jeff, and Justin from Fort Worth High Tech Signs created our logo. If you have a story wonderful to tell, let us know. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and at our website, wonderfultotell.com. Thanks for listening.